0: Welcome to another edition of Tea with Jules. I'm Jules. (laughs) I'm happy to have you back. I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying this splendiferous weather. Ooh, baby. Of course, we're going to talk. So let's get started. Chris Rock is on the cover of the June issue of Rolling Stone. He looks good. He looks older, but he still looks young. I don't know, maybe he just looks divorced. The article chronicles his new blackout comedy tour and also mentions frequently his recent divorce and subsequent custody battle. On one tour date, he's joined by none other than Dave Chappelle. And him and Dave had this conversation about Chris's divorce and amidst the conversation, Dave says, did you cry? And Chris replied, yes once during the custody battle. Chris also follows up by saying, no one's ever asked me that. I don't even know if a shrink has. We live in a world where men are assumed to not have feelings. I know, right? Just like hit me over the head with a frying pan. This is the thing. Chris is right. So today we are going to talk about men. And their feelings or the lack thereof. I'm very concerned about men and their emotional health and well-being. It's something that is almost never discussed amongst men themselves or the larger uh, American culture, but I do think that it is something that is pondered by heterosexual women. I do think that we often wonder, what is going on with him? Why can't he talk to me? What is, you know, his rationale? If he's upset about something or feeling or what, you know, you just can't figure it out. So, as you know, I'm curious. And today, that's what we're going to be discussing. So, thanks for joining me. <laughs> I am curious about men and their emotional well-being, especially black men, because their relationship with their emotions is affected by a much more intense set of factors. So how are men feeling about themselves? How are men maneuvering in the world? How are they doing with and in their ships of all sorts, romantic, parental, work, spiritual friendships? These are questions that are always asked to women, but never to men. And even when they are asked, they're not asked with the expectation of a real emotional response. It's not said that they can't respond emotionally, but it's understood in a sort of cultural undercurrent that a man having an emotional response to those kinds of questions isn't allowed. Um, I think quite often these questions are not asked of men for a few reasons. As a historically patriarchal society, men are at the top of the hierarchy. And although in America, black men are definitely criminalized and seen as dangerous and threatening, wherever patriarchy is living very comfortably, being male is at the top of the hierarchy. Which is why a black man would sooner be president than a woman, okay? I know, I know, I know, right? It's not like that. It's debatable. She wasn't a great candidate. I understand. But in the terms of patriarchy, people are very uncomfortable with a woman being in power. And let's keep it all the way trill, shall we? Let's talk about the black church. Okay? People have, people being defined as men and women alike, people have a problem with female pastors because the pulpit, which holds a particularly sacred space in our community, is rooted in leadership and power, is seen as a space for men. That is not the space for women. That is not where women are allowed to be. We're not allowed to be powerful. With patriarchy still permeating throughout any society the assumption is that men are fine in fact they are better than fine they are indomitable and indefatigable they have a privilege simply because they are male so no they don't have feelings they don't feel hurt they don't feel sad they aren't heartbroken they don't have low self-esteem no men are totally whole and intact at all times. Saying that out loud (laughs) sounds crazy. Our culture treats men like they are machines, null and void from the very thing that makes them human, feelings. There is almost no space for their humanity. Humanity that is defined as a vast spectrum of thoughts, ideas, feelings, and emotions. The emotional space that they can have are emotions that have been deemed masculine, like anger and aggression. Wasn't that part of the allure for the Trump constituency? He was angry about the status quo of big DC politics and was going to aggressively implement changes to it. Being inhumane and hostile to change was part of his appeal. In fact, he was rewarded for it. What if Trump behaves that way because he's fallen prey to socialization? What if he's just operating within the socially acceptable confines of what it means to be a wealthy white man in America? What if he's just a mirror for the standards that have been put out into our culture? Socially acceptable for men and for women. Ah, gender roles. Boys are tough, girls are soft boys are good at math, girls are good at language, imposed social constructions that play a powerful role in how we behave, and if unaware, who we become. I was dating this guy once, and he asked me sort of presumptuously, don't you want a man that will take out the trash, fix the car, and build you a bookcase? To which I responded, hmm, not necessarily. I appreciate the sentiment for sure, but what I saw was a young black man living in the inhabitable box of male gender roles. Him fixing my car, that's cool, I'm okay with it, but that pales in comparison to sharing his thoughts and ideas with me. I mean, isn't that why God invented mechanics? Male gender roles, like female gender roles, are dangerous because they don't have any regard for the expansive nature of people. They don't make us bigger, they make us smaller. Yes, I love to cook and wear the color pink like it's my job, but I also assembled all the furniture in my apartment myself, and I own my own business. Gender roles are not rooted in humanity, they're rooted in stereotypes. I think men are suffering trying to live up to unrealistic and failure-friendly male gender roles. I think they are suffocating trying to live up to what it means to be male, to be a man. Not only is being a man, quote unquote, unrealistic, it's also fatal. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention states, men are three and a half times more likely to commit suicide than women. In 2015, men accounted for seven out of 10 suicides. And in 2015, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention found, for the first time, the suicide rate of black children between the ages of five and 11 doubled between 1993 and 2013, while the rate among white children declined. Suicides have nearly tripled amongst black boys, in particular, a steady incline over the past decade. Suicide is the third leading cause among black people ages 15 to 24. So all men are statistically more likely to commit suicide. But in recent years, young black men are more apt to kill themselves, which I have no doubt is linked to the intensified racial dynamic occurring in general, but in particular between black males and the police. Who would want to live in a society where humans are freely hunted like game and there's no penalty for it? not to mention the constant stress of poverty and violence in marginalized and under-resourced communities. That sinking feeling of progress being out of reach is enough for anyone to second-guess their existence. I think the solution to male gender roles is really a symbiosis. I don't think the course correction of male identity is only on the onus of men. Like women, need the men in their lives to support feminist efforts. I think the men in our lives need some hand-holding in exploring their inner universe. That's what my therapist calls it. (laughs) So ladies, lend a hand. And gents, you got this.